let's just do this, you know? Let's just shoot from the hip. Can you hear my kid screaming? Ah, oh, he stopped. Fucker. Okay, so welcome back. It's episode nine. I have uh, my 600-pound life on in the background, so I can watch that and be motivated. You know, it's always good to know that there's someone fatter and uglier and dumber than you. It makes me feel good. That's probably why you're listening to this show. Make yourself feel better. Fuck you, assholes. So I usually record this show in the morning. And uh, I'm usually well-rested and happy and drinking coffee. And right now it's the evening. And I'm really tired and bitchy and feeling a little cunty. So let's try that. See what happens, you know? Like, let's try the other side of that coin. I used to always record tired when uh, I did Return to Sender. And uh, the results were... Sometimes hilarious and most of the time bitchy and moody and cunty. So let's just, let's just see what happens. Let's roll the dice. So when last I left you, uh, I was a bit of a Debbie Downer. I was sad about my daycare lady's son who was not feeling well. And the update on him is that he took a couple steps back, uh, not in a good direction. And they've flown him to Edmonton because they just can't help him in Winnipeg anymore. So he's arrived there safe and sound, and if an emergency arises, he'll be there, because that's the only place where they can do the kind of surgery he needs. So what they're hoping for is to fatten the little guy up and uh, fix his heart. So hopefully he can stay there for a few more weeks and get a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger, and then they'll do the surgery. So there's that. So thank you for all the good thoughts you've sent his way, because I'm sure um, it's helped in some way. I'm sure it has. Couldn't hurt. And as far as my uh, situation goes for childcare. I sent Sarah out on a mission to find childcare because I was just distraught. I didn't know what the fuck to do. So my reaction was no reaction. And uh, I chose not to do anything at all. And I have the worst luck of anyone I know when it comes to anything of any importance. I usually get my hopes spiked up super high and then it all goes fucking haywire. That's what always happens to me. So I let Sarah handle it. And lo and behold, she just happens to call a place not very far from here at all where her kids go, or her, sorry, her friend's kids go. And guess what? Just stumbled upon a spot. There's fucking over 8,000 people in Winnipeg looking for a daycare spot, and we just happened to find one at the exact right time. Can you fucking believe that? I should send her out for lottery tickets. Holy shit. So he started that on Monday, and he's doing really well. I dropped him off today, and there was a little girl there named, uh, I don't know, Janice. We'll call her Janice. Although I looked on the pegboards where all the kids' names are, and there's a lot of really weird names. Like, it's almost like people are naming them, like, making them up. You know, they want them to be so, like, Gage and Tag. The fuck are you going to name your kid that? I don't know. Seems so fucking dumb. I'm going to name my kid Thorax. I think that's, like, a medical term for the upper body. Anyway, I'm going to have a Skittle. That was, that was three Skittles. I'm having three Skittles and watching my 600-pound life. This is living, you know? I always thought if I get diagnosed with cancer and I only have, like, six months to live, I wouldn't want to go to Paris. I want to sit on my couch and eat junk food and watch TV. That's my fucking paradise. Okay. And the other thing that I had to tell you about was Max. Max the dog. That's not really my dog, but it's kind of my dog. So... When I dropped him off, uh, he was not very fucking impressed with me. And Max is a Yorkie, so he's like seven pounds. And his self-defense mechanism is to shake. Like if he's scared, he shakes. If he's angry, he also shakes. If he's upset, he shakes. He just shakes like, uh, he's a jittery little fucker. 
So I put him in my fucking car and he stares at me and all I can see in his eyes is like fucking suspicion. He's like, he knows something's up. He spent the night at my house. He's never been here before. My kid scared the shit out of him. So he shook and uh, I drove him, dropped him off. He was very upset. Like the way he looked at me over the, over the vet assistant's shoulder, he was just like, you are fucking dead to me. He basically pointed his paws at his eyes and then pointed at me like, you know, that I fucking see you thing. Like I remember. So I left him there and then I get a call. A few hours later, he's under. Oh, I should mention, I don't remember if I told you guys this the last time. When the write-up, they did the write-up for all the things they wanted to get done. And I decided to cut off his nutsack. It said canine castration, small. The small in like all caps and bold. Like that's not very fucking nice, you know? That's not very nice. And for the record, Max has a huge wiener, which is really repulsive. I was walking him once and this chick was like doing uh, yard work or whatever. And she's like, oh, what a cute little dog. And then she's like, whoa, I thought that was his tail. And I was like, no, that's not his tail. <laughs> it's like a fucking wiener that should be on a Labrador retriever on a fucking seven pound dog. Anyway, because I like talking about my dog's genitalia. It's conversation. It's a good conversation starter. It's like, hi. Yeah, my dog has a huge wang. Thanks for coming out. Okay. So where the fuck was I? Yeah, dog, yeah. So I get a phone call and I thought, okay, they'll cut his nuts off. He's probably gonna need to get four or five teeth pulled. She calls me and she's like, yeah, Max is doing really well and he's under anesthetic right now. And I just wanted to call and let you know that we had to remove 14 teeth. And I was like, 14 teeth? I'm like, what the, what is he gonna, like, how is he gonna eat? And she's like, oh, no, no, it's just the ones at the front. Like, you know how, like, well, how the front of your, like between the, between the two canines, all those front teeth were all rotten. So she pulled out all of those and a couple of the other ones, but he's still got his molars. So he's just fucking gums. He's all gums now. So I picked him up and he was all doped up and weird. And then he shook in the fucking car on the way home. And uh, yeah, he, he went in there <laughs> with the full, a full mouth of teeth and testicles. And he left missing like 16 body parts, which is kind of a lot. You know, I mean, if I if I went into a place, got knocked out. And woke up with, like, no ovaries and three teeth. I'd be pretty pissed off, too, so I don't really blame him. Uh, yeah, so I brought him home, and he was all doped up and weird. And he's he's famous for pissing and shitting in the house, so I made sure to stay fucking on top of it. I walked him every three or four hours. And uh, the first night, he uh, took the biggest shit I think I have ever seen come out of him. Uh, but at least on the linoleum, which, you know, was immediately after I walked him, because when I walked him, he was wearing the cone. And when he went to go sniff, like, some other dog's pee, the cone scraped on the snow and it scared him, so he shook. And he was like, I, I'm not going anywhere, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back up the stairs. So off we went, right back inside, where he took the biggest piss I've ever seen, immediately under the kitchen table, as soon as we got back inside. So that's great. Then we're eating dinner and he decides to come behind my sister's chair, who came over, and then he takes the biggest shit I've ever seen. So he wins. Max always wins. But that, other than that, he only really pissed in my house twice after that. Okay, so really, he pissed in my house like three fucking times. And he took a huge shit. But other than that, he did really well as far as pissing and shitting in the house goes. So now we go back, because they were going to try and take all the canines out the next time. There just was nothing left to suture because his gums were so infected that they were like jelly. I feel fucking terrible. Like, what an asshole just leaves it. Like, I didn't know that they were infected. Thank God I took him to the vet. Anyway, he's back to normal. He's doing great. He's not missing his nutsack at all. Although, like, it's kind of just a sad little flap of skin now. 
just kind of like, not that I let, okay. I spend a tremendous amount of time staring at his genitalia. I have photocopies of it. Anybody wants a copy of Max pre or post small castration. You let me know. Cause I've got that shit. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just sad. It's just sad. So that's, you're all updated on Max as far as I can remember. And, uh, yeah. Today I dropped Malcolm off at daycare and, uh, there's a little girl that goes there with him. I think, did I tell this fucking story? I think I started it and then I stopped. And, uh, they go in and the rule is you wash your hands and then you can go and play because they want to keep all the fucking germs out, which I'm a big fan of. And, uh, so we went in there and this little girl came and she washed her hands and then she grabbed Malcolm's hand and she's, she looked at him like, like a mother looks at her child and like, was like, it's okay. And held his hand all the way to the blocks. And I was like, okay, um, okay, Malcolm, I'm going to go now. Bye bye, mama. Okay. Can I have a hug? Okay. And then he comes up to me and he gives me a hug and I'm like, okay, I'm going now. Bye-bye mama. Okay. I'm leaving. Bye-bye mama. I was like, all right. I don't have to be such a dick about it. I just like, he didn't even care. You know, he didn't, he didn't even care. And then I'm talking to the daycare lady. Cause this is our first kid. I don't know like how to, how he fits in the scale of like how smart or how dumb other kids are. Turns out other kids are really dumb. Cause my kid is a fucking genius and I'm not entirely sure that it's genetics because I don't really have very good genes because my family on both sides are from the exact same town and have been inbred and overbred and fucked goats and sheep, I'm sure, which is really kind of standard fare for all Mediterranean peoples. Probably more the Greeks, though. I'm going to guess more the Greeks than the Italians. Eh. Anyway, so I don't know what the fuck it is, but my kid's a genius. I know everybody thinks their kid's a genius, but my kid is really a genius. I know everybody says but he's really smart. So I talked to this daycare lady and she's like, wow, can he talk? I can't believe he's not even quite two yet. And I said, oh, that's good. And uh, she's like, yeah, I've got a four-year-old who doesn't know their shapes or their colors. And your two, almost two-year-old knows his shapes and his colors. And I was like, yeah, fucking right. This is like, everything else I've ever done is sucked total shit. But this parenting thing, okay, I'm only half responsible for the parenting. But I read books I like Billy Goat's Gruff. I make the fucking voices and shit. It's Pimp. He loves it. I can't think of what else. You know what? Let's go see what Electric Gary is up to because I am done boring the fuck out of you guys. Oh, hi to everyone in Norway. I'm fucking huge in Norway and in Brazil and Finland and Ireland and England. Like, who the fuck would have thought? Also, what else is there that would weird me out? Oh, the Philippines. I've got a listener in the Philippines. Oh, and before I fucking forget. Ow. (laughs) Son of a bitch. That's okay. It's okay. It's just Thomas. Just Thomas the fucking train. Everywhere I look is something from fucking Thomas the fucking train. Oh, right. What I was going to say is um, we won, I, us, we won a Golden Kitty Award from the Lesbian Lounge. Lesbian Lounge. That came out hard. Um, for Best New Podcast. And that's us. It's me and you guys and Gary, Jolene and Dr. Mike. Oh, I can't Rose and Rose and Rose and Rose. So that's all of us. We, we, uh, totally did that. So thank you very much. I really thought Denise hated my guts, but apparently not. She's very kind and supportive and says nice things and plugs me slash us on her famous podcast with like actual celebrities on it. So that's really cool. Thank you. All right. Now let's check in with Gary. When you're in the dark and you want to see, you need a electricity, electricity, flip. 
Hey, Sanders, Electric Gary. So good to have you back on the airwaves. A uh, quick update on the uh, medical situations with folks. Uh, my sister-in-law, who was in the uh, Oregon Health Sciences Institute Hospital for double pneumonia, has survived. Uh, it turns out that only three other people who had that condition walked out of that hospital. So we are very fortunate that she did. She's now home with her kids and my brother or my stepbrother, and uh, life is good. Uh, my buddy Kurt, unfortunately, isn't doing as well. He's been down in Stanford waiting for a new set of lungs for several weeks now, and uh, there was some talk of actually taking him off the donor list, which is pretty much a death sentence, but he's hanging in there, and I think they were talking about that it was in regards to him not getting you know, good enough health to accept transplant. So he's improving enough to, to be ready. We just need somebody uh, apparently to bite it on a motorcycle so that he can have some lungs. So we're kind of pulling for that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, talking about your uh, daycare lady's little boy, that's uh, too bad. We're uh, praying for him, sending some good energy your way. And then uh, that reminded me of the story of the woman uh, from our, uh, one of our theater that we're involved with who was pregnant and tests showed that the baby had some rare genetic disorder that reversed all of her organs. And they told her that she should abort. And if she didn't abort, that there were pretty much be a dead baby inside of her and uh or that the baby would be born and die immediately and amazingly enough she decided to do what she wanted and and stuck with it and the baby was not only born but is now i think over two years old and is fine so don't always listen to your doctors she uh i don't know how but this kid is living a fairly normal life and i'm sure she's having some some issues here and there we'll need some maintenance stuff but jesus christ the kid is alive and happy so doctors sometimes uh and then i wanted to uh recommend a podcast for those who haven't heard of dana gould's uh the dana gould hour um he only puts it out about once a month once every two months but it is great content uh usually over an hour hour and a half two hours uh and some funny funny shit the two things that he said in the last one that really stuck with me were uh 2013 was like fucking a fish a bag full of fish hooks and that my bush from a distance looks like our Garfunkel's tying my shoes. I don't know how it gets much funnier than that. So, uh, really good stuff and uh, also very enjoyable. So, uh, let's let her go. Thanks, Gary. I'm glad to hear your sister in law's doing better. And I really hope somebody dies fucking soon for your buddy Kurt. That's really terrible to say. But true. I mean, it's true. It's really what's going to have to happen. So, hopefully, someone drinks a little too much and forgets to wear a helmet. Holy shit. Did I ever tell you guys about the time? Yeah, because you're going to respond. Oh, what a douchebag. Anyway, Sarah works at a hospital and she hears all kinds of like crazy shit. Um, there was one guy who decided, okay, look, if you're drinking, do not do anything that involves wheels, not rollerblades, not biking. Of course, like I used to drink and drive like a fucking retard, but definitely not that. Unless you're uh, wherever the fuck Kurt is. I can't remember. Uh, and he's waiting for a transplant. So you go ahead, just get have a couple drinks and really just drive recklessly. Try and balance, plank on something. That's a good way to die. Plank on something and then fall. That would be super. Kids plank still? Is planking still cool? I don't know. Uh, so Sarah uh, was looking after a guy that had decided to get drunk and ride his bike, except he was so drunk that he fell off kind of like a, like a, a walking path bridge. I think he fell about 20 feet and fucked up his... Uh, whatever he was paralyzed from the neck down 
So he had to be put like on a ventilator and shit and he couldn't move. What the fuck? What a stupid fucking way to ruin your life. What what the fuck happened to you? Oh, I got drunk and I fucking fell off a bike. Idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Super. You know what? You might as well just eat yourself to death, really. If you're going to do something that stupid and be like paralyzed from the neck down, just seriously. Eat your- oh, the midget couple is on. The little couple. The little couple midget lady gets cancer. What kind of life is this? It doesn't make any sense. She's so cute. She's all, she's got that big crocodile smile and her little sweet face. I would do her. Like of all the midgets I've ever seen, I would do her. And that Dinklage guy, if he, if he shaped him, no, he wouldn't do him. I wouldn't do him. But this midget is really cute. Like she's adorable and she's got fucking cancer. I hate everybody. And she's just adopting, you know what she is? She is the midget Angelina Jolie. She's just adopting other midgets from all over the world. She's collecting them from everywhere. She's like Benetton. She's like a midget Benetton. Uh, she's got one from China, and she just picked up one from India. I don't know what the next collector's edition is. It's got to be somewhere else where they throw midgets in the garbage. Where is that? Where would that be? Ethiopia, maybe? Are there midgets in Ethiopia? I don't know. They probably just sacrifice them to their god or whatever for rain. Maybe a sandwich. Maybe a Big Mac midget, they call them. Uh, okay. Oh, right. And you... Uh, Electric Gary recommended Dana Gould. I'm going to try that because I think I skipped, like I had to turn off four or five different shows. And I'm sure if I'd never listened to podcasts before, I could have like stomached it, like these amateur shows. Because I, I like I like to find, you know, like the comedian ones are good. Usually they're good. But sometimes you want to dabble with like someone who's just like me, just like some asshole sitting in their kid's toy room surrounded by fucking Buzz Lightyear shit and stepping on fucking Thomas toys left, right and center. Uh babble it's just like a regular person with regular thoughts and regular dumb shit fucking things happening to them like buying their dog dentures okay you know what there's something i have to admit to you when i brought max home i breastfed him a little bit i just i just let him suckle just just for a few minutes you know just to comfort him and comfort myself really as well you know, sometimes you got to get really back down into grassroots. Like, who am I? I'm a mother. I'm a nurturer. I have to love him. I have to love him well with my breast. Okay. Anyway, the last podcast that I latched onto that I really liked, uh, Jolene recommended, and I fucking love it. It's an earwolf thing, but I don't think it started out that way, but it's called Rana and Beverly. And the whole premise is it's like um, two Jewish women that are maybe in their late 40s. And they're basically talking, but it's really these two hot, kind of like 30-something-year-old girls putting on uh, this act. And I I don't think I've laughed that hard in a long time. Like, sometimes I had to stop because they say, like, racist things, right? Like, Beverly's kind of like a flighty weirdo, and she doesn't like black people in groups because she feels threatened, but she likes them on an individual basis. Like, she likes Oprah because she's, like, non-threatening, and she's just, like, one per- one person. And then, she, like, they would ask people... <laughs> Beverly would ask people what their favorite kind of Asian was. <laughs> uh, it just kills me. I, I just, I love that show. The, but the problem with that show is it only comes out every two weeks. So it's just like, fuck, you have to wait till the next one. But while I was catching up, holy shit, I listened to them all day, every day for like two weeks. It was really good. Well, I don't know. It's 20 minutes. Should we, should we stop? Or should I tell you a sad story from my youth? What would you like? Anybody? No one. Quiet group quiet group there all right that's it let's call it a day i can't think of anything and even if i do 
I'll just tell you next time. Okay. So, I'm not just eating Skittles. Mind your own fucking business. I like watching fat people on TV struggle to get out of cars. <laughs> I'm so sick of myself. I just can't even fucking do this anymore. But seriously, watch them try to get out of a car. I could watch that over and over and over. All right. I am Sandra D. Sanchez on Twitter. Same with Facebook. There's a change of address Facebook page. Leave an iTunes review or suck a big bowl of cold dicks. Not one. I haven't gotten one since like, I don't know, January. What the fuck are you people doing? Like, what are you just sitting there? Just sucking up all this awesomeness for free? Please don't go. I need you. I need you to tell your friends. It's a lesbian show. It's a lesbian mom. A great lesbian mom with a genius kid. Take that, straight people with your dumb kids. Eh, don't believe in gay marriage. Yeah, well, you don't believe in fucking literacy either, assholes. Okay, well, I think that's about it. Again, if you wouldn't mind leaving an iTunes review, that'd be super duper. But uh, obviously you do mind because none of you are fucking doing it. That's my aggressive voice. Do you like it? I haven't been really angry in a long time. Really working on that, on that anger. All right, well, if you need me, you'll know where to find me. Bye.